1: The trunk season one was 12 episodes long. This is episode 13.
2: Now, I'm not a gambling man, as yes, I am. It is a <laughs> That's exactly what you are, it defines you as a person. <laughs> I would say
1: we're circling the drain on this season. <laughs>
3: And I don't That's think a it's going to one charitable way to describe it. I would say,
2: <laughs> finally, all of this poop is down the toilet. Well, I, I, I say circling the drain because I imagine that there's
1: just there's no way we're all going to survive. I, I, I'm under the impression that, that these these missions have high body counts. So I'm just curious how we go from National Enquirer to a dead uh, Caesar and Gavin.
2: <laughs> you know Gavin's the first to go. I mean, Matthew's if you were writing face. the screenplay, that's that, it's Gavin. He's the first one to go down. Not Matthew. if I'm
0: writing the screenplay.
2: <laughs> Fair enough. Uh. I think that uh, more and more of... W- <laughs> you know, what's out there, uh, is, is dwindling, right? So, so all these other things that were going on are starting to, to narrow a little bit and you guys are, yeah, I, I think that, uh, you know, swirling the drain is is a good way to put it, but it is like, a lot of it depends on, on how you approach this stuff in terms of speed. But I would venture to say, uh, at the end of last episode, the, uh, The tabloid, which we've now published on Patreon, so if you want to check that out, you can check that out. Um, There's a lot of stuff on it, but um, the uh, G-Men heading to Peru for answers uh, really kind of jumps out at me as the handler. So I think you should think it's important. And to me, it—and I want to get this across as best I uh, can—for the first time, I think, in in a bit— it puts you on a clock uh, mm. because there are two major situations here. Uh, more major, I would say, than the third, which just kind of lingers, which is like closing the case. You guys think that you have done the best you can do on that and you have put that plan in motion and now it's out of your hands. It has to go into the hands of the police and we'll figure out what happens there. There are two remaining major issues. Uh, that you have uncovered in this case that you have to deal with in some way. And those are two ancient artifacts, two amulets, an amulet of the moon and an amulet of the sun. One you have another one is in Peru stands to reason that whoever this is, that this tabloid is, is pointing out and how do they know this is heading to Peru for answers. (sighs) If you remember, there was a meeting with the uh, the the meeting with this uh, woman, Rebecca Thornhill, uh, in the um, recycling center parking lot at midnight, (laughs) she said, and maybe this maybe this just blew over your heads. It was a very small thing, but she if you run back the tape, she says, we have people working on it. There's a, uh, you know, you guys had more information than they did in that situation. They're trying to get that information from you, and you were unwilling to budge on any of it. And they somehow they know there's an amulet. They don't seem to know what it does. You suggest destroying it. They say, we don't know if that'll be the right thing to do. Uh, But we have people working on it. Who are these people? Who does Rebecca Thornhill mean? how does this relate to uh, Thomas Dangler, to the amulet you already have and the amulet that's in Peru? Uh, in, in any case, th- it's starting to narrow in and focus uh, to a point where yes, one way or another, and I'm not going to say people are going to die or are not going to die, but one way or another, this thing is going to wrap up quickly. And if you guys as a party, uh, let it get away from you, then you will run out of time. And I think it's very possible that this thing ends with you on the outs, having fully lost this thing, whatever that means you're flirting with it, but you do have some power. You have some control because you have one of the amulets, how much control it it remains to be seen. I just want to kind of lay out for you what I consider to be the stakes at this point. And, uh, and if you have any questions, let me know. But, Let's get to those in a second because we are getting close here. I don't really know when it's going to end. I think I know when it's going to end, but I'm not 100% sure. But, but since it could be today, I don't know, maybe, uh, we want to make sure that we make this crazy exciting announcement, uh, giveaway uh, announcement that we uh, have been working on with our good friends at Arc Dream Publishing. So uh, some of you who are Delta Green fans may know that uh, Delta Green is a, a, about to release their first, and I believe it's their first because I'm pretty sure, oh my God, I'm blanking right now on the Vietnam one, um, is uh, a little bit more old school Anyway, the point is, they are about to release a major long-term campaign uh, in this setting and in this system, in hardcover, in gorgeous hardcover. And guess what? We got one before they're even out. Yes, That's right. It's called Impossible Landscapes, and it is a over 350-page campaign. It is not Mm -hmm. a source book. It is just like a four or five Holy part shit. long-term adventure. And now let's look at the subtitle. It is a pursuit of the terrors of Carcosa and the <gasps> king in yellow.
3: Oh, yes.
2: An epic, epic journey for you and your gaming table coming oh. late June. I believe it should be late June. Uh, it's just all about the printer at this point, but guess what? we have a copy for our listeners. That's right. Arclight has gifted us a copy to give to you guys. And so we are running a giveaway, uh, similar to the last one, uh, that we ran for black sites, go to our Patreon page, look for the post there to enter the giveaway. You'll enter it there. We're going to run it for, uh, probably at least a week, uh, to collect entries. So people have time to listen to this and, and, get entered. So if you're not listening to this on release day, you're fine. If you're within a week or so, go in, go to, Uh, go to patreon and put yourself in for the contest Um, the only caveat being that we can't actually mail it to you until the uh, mail goes out to the uh, backers of the project which is supposed to be late june so uh even though this is airing before that you, you we'll let you know you won and you still have to wait a month maybe to get it but uh but you will get it in line with the very first people that back the project so thank you to arc dream and uh oh man oh man am i like chomping at the bit till I'm, like all right this is what we're gonna have to do we're gonna do a three-year delta green weekly campaign It's <laughs> the only option. obviously uh, that's the only solution it's the, the only a, solution they I mean, yeah, backed us into a corner i mean uh, we have no choice <laughs> oh, it sounds uh, so good it takes place over decades decades it this takes place amazing. over decades what? it, it is like, it starts in like the oh i don't remember now but it starts I, you know what i don't want to ruin it for anybody yeah uh, yeah so yeah uh, you you kind of don't want to, but, but there's things about even the decade movement that is like really cool. It's like, it, there's, there's parts of it and this is not a spoiler, but there's parts that literally in the first couple pages say when this one takes place, mm-hmm. uh, this adventure part of it takes place and it just says question mark. <laughs> <laughs> so there are some of them like, you don't even know when it's happening until you start wow. playing the adventure and it starts falling into place. Like. Just looks like an incredibly creative and clever project that uh they they are very excited uh, to get out to print. So uh, I know that there's people that are loving this game. This is an amazing product to get. So go ahead and enter that giveaway and as uh, soon as we can, we will mail it out to you. And thanks again to Arc Dream. Sydney, do you have any familiarity with uh like the with Carcosa, the King in Yellow? That's that stuff, or is that all like you're like I, I don't know what that is?
4: No, Carcosa is familiar, but I don't really know like the mythology behind it and the bigger stuff.
3: Skid, yeah, Carcosa is actually the King in Yellow was something that I believe inspired H.P. Lovecraft as an oh. author. It, it like predates, it predates. I think it's yeah.
2: like eighteen nineties. I yeah, want to say French.
3: It's a, it's like a, a French author, I think. Day. and yeah it's the story it's really I, the concept is so cool it's this the story is about a play like this traveling group of performers who perform this play and the beginning the first act of the play is very unsettling about this you know strange like uh the strange city and 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 everything but if you stay for the second act of the play you Everyone who sees it is driven insane, <laughs> mm. and it's supposed to draw this connection to this real kind of otherworldly place. It's I think the whole, It's fascinating the whole thing, but uh, that's that's about as much as I know about it. I have Man. the play. I, oh. One of my, I think, my mother-in-law sent me this like
1: mystery box, and it's got a statue of the king in yellow, which is on my uh, bookcase behind me. This very unsettling statue, and then a copy of <laughs> the play. This is the king
2: in yellow, son.
1: There <laughs> you go.
2: I shall display uh, it in a place of honor. Yes. This isn't suspicious at all. In, thi- in this house, we worship the king in yellow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, 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 it's all pretty fascinating. And our
1: strange aeons live show is all tied into that as well.
5: Yes. Yes. Yeah, it was brought up, uh, during one of our live shows. And I remember it's also, uh, brought up in uh, true detective. There's this yes. there's an area in true Detective that is called Carcosa, basically. Mm-hmm. I don't want to ruin anything in that either, but it's, it's always a nice tie in.
3: Oh, uh, it's actually an American author. It was Robert Chambers. I thought it was a French author for some reason, but, uh, Robert yeah, Chambers. he writes yeah. like a Frenchman. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like in French, French, which is why it's confusing. Fancy cursive.
4: Should I read the short stories, or is that going to like ruin the game?
2: No, no, it's certainly—I don't think it ruins the game. Uh, do your own research, don't listen yeah. to me, but I don't think it works that way. I think that it's like being familiar with it is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a totally separate sort of story that deals with it, but— um, but another thing that you might want to check out through Arc Dream is uh, the King in Yellow annotated edition, uh, which Ooh. they also have. And so it's, it is the original text of the old book, but like Shakespeare, it's like, written where i'm just showing it to him on camera it's written where like there's footnotes all throughout it so it explains like sort of the depth behind everything and like what was meant by this line or who this who this person was that they're referencing you know like because some of it's referencing real people from that time uh real politicians real like there's like what's like early on it's like this person was a secretary of state from 1874 to 1878 or something you know like there's a, oh. a, there's a lot of really cool uh, stuff in there and that you can also get through arc dream if if you're running the game and really want to dig into the king and yellow stuff so um and that ross yeah it's it's really cool so uh i'm excited for everybody to check it out i'm excited for us to play it
3: but I don't know if we'll do it. We'll see. Oh,
2: God. <laughs> it's, we, gotta we gotta do take it. it. We gotta do it.
3: We gotta it's, do it. It's certainly tempting. That. I want to play it. Because it sounds awesome. But it's yes. all, all up to you, buddy. And <laughs> we should do it
1: live. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Let's do it live. Every night of the
2: week. <laughs> that was we, 17 we wouldn't get through straight it much faster. weeks. Yeah. yeah get through right. it in half a year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Um... All right, so I'm I'm giving you that I gave you so sort of that summary of where I see uh, us being at, at this stage, and now it's at the point where we return to this, uh, it's a Monday, it's early afternoon. Uh, Roger has, you know, uh, you guys have created a fake receipt to that. You're emailing off to the police, uh, to track your movements and give yourself an alibi to not be involved in the Thomas dangler robbery. And, uh, Roger Comstone happens to see at a, a newsstand on the street, this tabloid that, uh, seems to have a lot to do with, uh, with your situation, it, it touts a, a psychic that says he has spoken to the dead and tell. And it says who the killer is. Uh, it has pictures of the victims, uh, and then interesting other stories about things like new life, fertility, and uh, the platypus. Can we trust them? <laughs>
3: <laughs> It's, it's worse worse than you you think <laughs> They're just asking questions in the Long Island Inquirer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right. So let's pick up there at the car. Uh, Roger with a couple of Fifth Avenue bars. What does he say? well, 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 looks like this case
1: isn't closed yet. Look at this attractive psychic. Psh, they slap the <laughs> choir down on the console. Ooh, soul
5: patch. Ooh. <laughs> and what the hell? Are
3: you kidding me?
4: Capaldi, psychic? I immediately immediately starts googling who this guy is.
0: Could this be the work of the other? The what's uh Eileen Parker's real name and Rachel. Rachel. Yeah, and they Doctor. could be
1: f- feeding this to the enquirer.
0: Yeah. His message. Message to us. us. To meet them in Peru.
3: Hmm. Hmm. As a former journalist, do I what do I know about the Long Island Enquirer?
2: You know that uh, that it's a trashy tabloid that is, um, you know, just puts shit out there that is totally unsubstantiated uh, in order to sell papers, but, uh, you know, in your specific position as a science fiction author and as a, you know, imaginer of these things that are uh, unusual, unnatural, uh, what have you, that... Um, you know, it's sort of a, 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 a classic, tropish, sort of, you know, men in black kind of thing to be like, oh, the tabloids are the ones that get it right. You know, mm-hmm. I think that there, you do know that sometimes the inquirer gets stuff right by accident, basically. You right, know, right. like without even doing real police work, they just sort of assume the craziest thing. The one thing Jordy knows more than the common public is that sometimes it's actually true, which is kind of wild. Yeah i'll say magdalena if you just immediately you know start looking up uh capaldi uh anthony capaldi in long island you'll see he's a long island psychic uh and he you know it depends on if you believe in that kind of thing uh you know he's got a website he's got you know plenty of testimonials on there of people saying that he predicted this stuff in their life etc cetera, etc cetera, changed their lives etc um do you really believe that? I mean that's that's sort of up to you, but he he is a, a, a like he's an operating psychic that has a business. He's got a business, you know, in the area.
1: Uh.
2: <sighs> Man. Should we go
0: talk to
4: him? Uh, should we um should we call Carson?
2: I mean, one thing I'll say is you wrapped up that job, you know, uh, they, yeah. s- they don't expect you back. So, uh, you, it wouldn't be weird to call Carson and sort of report on that. At least, uh, I don't know what else you could talk about. I think or, we could s- safely
5: say on the phone too, and that's been the real difficulty has been able to not discuss details with him over the phone. We could at least say that it feels like, you know, the long Island Inquirer. Well, that's the media is starting to report on our case and see how he reacts um, to see how much we need to worry about the Long Island Inquirer. Hopefully yeah, they're maybe- totally uh, uncredible and no one listens to them. So,
4: I mean, maybe we could call him and just say, hey, we uh, tried to wrap up the case, uh, didn't really work, and also the media uh, is now spreading half-truths.
1: We should ask a psychic what to do. <laughs> How about this Capaldi fella?
5: <laughs> I call him
4: <laughs> hypothetically. A if general you thing. were,
5: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love that it was already an idea in your head and yeah. just narrated it. You down. Know,
2: I've been thinking about talking to a psychic for a while. they <laughs> just yeah. dropped one in our lap. Uh, <laughs> it's fate. <laughs>
1: one of us could go in there and pose as a desperate housewife. Should be you, Roger.
4: Magdalena looks around at everyone (laughs) in the van.
1: (laughs) Someone who needs answers that only the great Capaldi can provide. And then maybe we find out what he really knows.
5: I mean, we could just go up there as feds. He says he wants to help the feds crack the case. We could be the only feds he comes into contact with, and he would be forthcoming immediately. That's true. I think, I think this information's been planted, but...
4: Well, then maybe we can get it out of him. that
0: yeah, that's what I was thinking.
4: Yeah, yeah, I mean, do I care whether he's actually psychic or not? It does, no.
0: But... Roger might. Seems like he wants to talk to a psychic. <laughs>
1: One way to find out, and if it doesn't work, we'll give him the old Colombian necktie.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: the other
0: thing we should be—that's on our list—is what are we going to do with this necklace? Are we going to destroy it, or are
5: we going to use it to somehow? I took care of it. Yeah, I'm very worried about the few hours that Roger went away and didn't tell us what he was doing last
2: episode. Right. There was a few hours he disappeared. Also, I meant to bring this up and I forgot. The freaking dog, man. What are you doing with the dog? Oh, There's a fuck. rotting corpse in your trunk that's been there since <laughs> it's Saturday. Boy. It's fine. It's-
3: as we're driving yeah. off, we just leave it on Gregson's head. <laughs> Yeah, put a note on it that says you. And just, like, put it right into the dog. Right on <laughs> the windshield in blood. Stop asking questions.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget, she
3: did write down in her notes, dead Doberman.
2: Rottweiler. Or something like that. Rottweiler. <laughs> dead Rottweiler.
3: <laughs> um... Is this someone that we would know, this psychic, is this anyone that could, there's a rem, any remote possibility that anyone in law enforcement could take seriously, even in, like, total desperation, is this someone that law enforcement has or ever would approach for any kind of a lead?
2: Your gut tells you no. Let me uh, bring you back again. There's only two things that you're concerned about. There's only two. An amulet of the moon and an amulet of the sun. That's your entire mission. So unless you think that talking to Capaldi is going to directly give you information you don't have about the amulet of the moon or the amulet of the sun, you know, it doesn't really doesn't matter. But if you think there's information you need about those. yeah.
4: (laughs) (laughs) No, but I mean, I mean, that's a point, like whether we're being framed or not, and they hit up Capaldi to do that. Does that actually matter? Not really, I guess.
5: Here's the other thing that I want to do very explicitly, because in the past when we received evidence, we've been like, we've looked at it, but we haven't. And then Joe is like, did you look at it? I want to look. Particularly at the area that says G-men, like at the article, G-men had to peruse for answers to see if there's any more details or information we can glean from that, because that's where we understand the other half of the the amulet to be or the second amulet to be. Um, just so I flip to that page and and start reading that part of the magazine.
2: You start reading that part of the magazine, and uh, throughout it, you you start to recognize what what I what you would call half-truths, you know, things that, like, they clearly had somebody that was watching what was going on. You don't get any indication that, like, you're named or that you are mentioned, but the description fits the people that you met in the recycling center, uh, Mm -hmm. in that they were uh, armed federal agents, a team of agents that were investigating this murder uh this this serial killer uh, and that they were asking questions around uh, 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 that had to do with um that involved the American Museum of Natural History and they mentioned the Dangler house that they uh, it's like something to do with this uh yeah. explorer whatever Dangler and you're just like holy shit like this is this is kind of kind of on, but what they're saying, you know, it's actually, it's more full truths than half-truths. It's like somebody's <laughs> going to read it and think that it's crazy that an alien, you know, killed these people, but this article, it doesn't give the great polymer, it doesn't say anything that's like, actually could be substantiated about what's alien about it. They seem to be jumping to that conclusion, but they seem to be jumping to the right conclusion. And then it's, it, it is intertwined with like, the feds have come into Long Island to invest this and it's leading them to some alien worshipping death cult in Peru Uh, and you get the sense that they are, that they're not privy to the conversations that were had between the Denglers and these people Uh, I'm saying, when I say they I mean the writers of this article that they are uh, misinformed, but it seems like they've guessed correctly on a few correct right things, one of which is that uh, late on Sunday, uh, they were leaving town because they knew that the the to trace the sources of the killer, quote unquote, to Peru. That's crazy.
5: That's
0: a <laughs> lot of information they got right. Yeah. I got
2: to get to a subscription yeah. to the Long Island Inquirer. I know it is. It's like the hot sheets in Men in Black. <laughs> um, Maybe there's an informant.
0: Gavin immediately looks around between the, the, the five of us in the car.
2: <laughs> Sorry, stop. One second. Think about, you think it's crazy how much they got right? Think about what Joe Schmo on Livingston Avenue and Glen Ridge is thinking when he's reading this. You know what I mean? Like, thinks it's utter nonsense. It's just you guys happen to know so specifically what's going on, uh, that what can be like laughed off as some as like entertaining, you know, uh, uh, infotainment or whatever, uh, mm. is to you guys, you're like, holy shit, this is like actually real. And now you know that you get a sense that at least some of the people you had met with flew out the next night to Peru.
1: Mm.
2: Right.
3: Um, one thing I, am I incorrect? I thought that our plan when we were doing the ritual was to destroy the amulet after we performed the ritual. Did that not happen?
1: My understanding is that the last we saw the amulet in the fiction of the game was when Roger took it out of the Dunkin' Donuts cup while the rest of you were in the green box. But I and then stuffed you, it into the dog's mouth, stuffed right?
2: it into the dog.
1: In yeah. the dog, yeah. Did we ever pull it out? No.
4: No. Also, wait. Skid, you're talking about the other amulet, right? The tablet?
0: No, no, no We, we used the tablet. the wanted to destru- use the, use the, perform the ritual
5: with the tablet and then destroy uh, the amulet. Right.
4: I see, I see. Um, no, I think the amulet's in the dog.
5: That's my understanding as well, and I got the sense as you were trying to perform the... That was r- the
3: whole reason we did... The ritual, though.
4: Hmm. Mm, should we check but, on the amulet? And then
3: you blacked out and didn't finish
1: right. the job. Uh, so, But you could presume that you pulled it out of the dog to bring it to the ritual, but then you blacked out and woke up. Yeah. Where's the amulet? Roger has it.
2: <laughs> you guys Y'all, tell me. Uh, look, I, I'm i the handler. Everything has to go through me. I assume it's in the dog. If you want a retcon that it's not in the dog, that's fine. And and it's on Jordy's person, that's fine. But like uh it would be a kind of a big jump to say you destroyed it a day and a half ago. But I mean, we could we could do that. Um
3: Well, just, we but, we kind of skipped over all that, so I just didn't know.
2: Yeah, whether, I, I did not remember the plan being specifically that we were going to destroy the amulet after the ritual. I didn't remember okay, maybe that. Did I'm you remember wrong. that? Maybe,
3: I mean, that I thought that was the whole reason we did this, but I just maybe I'm wrong.
4: I thought
0: was Can you corroborate Skid's story? I know Skid <laughs> did want to do that, but then we, I think when we got so caught up in the ritual, we never actually specified. Yeah. Um, but like, we're, we're, did we, we, and we also never talked about like, how are we going to destroy it? Like, did we bring, were we just going to smash yeah, it? Yeah, because we that would, gonna, th-
3: like, we did the ritual at the end of the episode. And then when we started the next episode, we skipped over to the next morning. Right. So yeah, we because just you never lost resolved. Time. Yeah, you right. lost right. time.
2: So if your intention was to then grab the amulet and destroy it, You didn't get that chance. Now, what happened at the police station, all that stuff, ultimately, it doesn't impact, you know what I mean, the the situation with the amulet. So, like, you still have the amulet, and you can do whatever you want with it. And it was all of
0: our characters' intentions to destroy it. We discussed it, and we were all in agreement that we should destroy it,
5: right? Up until the point we met with the folks from that science firm.
2: That's what was really weird. It's like, you guys sort of did all agree to that but then you didn't do it and you you said it would be next to this bomb and it would just be destroyed as part of that but then the grenade didn't go off and then it was never really addressed again because there was a lot of other intense shit going on well also then
0: we were we were also worried that destroying it might summon the monster yeah that was, that that was, that was the idea they planted yeah. in our heads so i think yeah, that's why yeah. skid was so like, then oh, i think skid, we skid wanted ritual, to do the ritual right right, right we have some protection
3: Okay. Um, but we don't know what happened after we did the ritual. So, But but we do still have the amulet. So regardless, it wasn't destroyed.
2: You still have the amulet? You still have the clay tablet? Yep. All right. Here's
4: what I think. This is our only leverage, and has been our only leverage, is the amulet. Should we go to Peru and take the bait that they're obviously giving us in this Inquirer magazine? And like... Try to get that other amulet.
5: That's where it's a question of straining the credulity of whether or not we feel capable of doing such as <laughs> spec ops uh, operation. After meeting like ten people, get out of a car and see how well equipped they are. Um, it's certainly tempting to see what the two would happen together. Oh, uh, Is it worth talking to s- finding an expert
0: that can help us? Decipher more of these journals and what the amulets are. You know, we only have a certain idea. Maybe there's an actual, you know, there's someone beyond Thomas Dengler's grandfather that actually has has researched this. I can hide the amulet. Well, we can just also just, we should we should destroy the amulet. That was part of our mission. But whether or not we where where we're going to do that, I guess, is a good question. Yet here yeah.
1: we are. Amulet's still there, like the Tiki from the Brady Bunch goes
3: to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> Very specific reference, Roger. Yeah, Don Ho was in that episode. Sure uh, was. So I, that's the thing is, like, I thought that the other amulet, what did not was had more of a protective sort of benign aspect to it, right, uh, the, as opposed to this one with the amulet of the moon that we have. So. I don't, I mean, would it be worth even, I mean, I really want to go to Peru, but I don't, I don't know really why we would be going there.
4: I guess that they don't get it, but also, like you said, yeah, the amulet is in a museum and, like, categorized and watched over, whereas this amulet was never brought to any authorities.
0: I say, let's destroy this amulet and see what happens. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay.
4: <laughs> I fire my gun in the car.
2: <laughs>
4: All Fast the windows runner. are up.
2: <laughs> so to like, start we... off, you fire your gun in the car. Yeah.
4: yeah. Let's At the
2: arm dashboard.
0: Roger and Magdalene to the teeth and leave them alone to destroy the amber <laughs> or each other
1: uh.
0: or just Roger. <laughs>
4: We should, do, we should do the thing. We should go out into an open field and get one of those mechanics uh, and do the pull, and the amulet like, shoots up into the air, and we all just try shooting at oh, it. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're pheasant hunting or whatever. That is a very,
5: is a very Hamptons-y type of pursuit. That would yeah. be a great Hamptons <laughs> way to destroy it. Uh,
1: let's just take a hammer to it. And see what happens? And just shatter it. Let's go to some isolated area first. Yeah, we'll drive yeah. on... Uh, Pull to off the, the pine highway barons. Yeah we're we'll going to, to Pine Barrens yeah. <laughs> Back to the Pine Barrens Pull off
5: You know there's this little the recycling center I know of That we could <laughs> drop off at it
1: <laughs> Find like the stump of a tree uh, Lay it on the stump Get we'll a ball peen hammer And just smash
4: wait, we'll Go also, to Caesar's
1: friend's
2: house
4: <laughs> yeah. uh, Since we're wreck hunting stuff Troy did Did Comstone ever wear the amulet to bed
2: no we're, not, no, we're not retconning anything. There's nothing being retconned here. Just to be clear.
4: Oh, okay. Sorry.
2: Yeah. I mean, in my head,
1: Roger took the amulet when he went out yesterday morning. Um, but what did he do with <laughs> it? <laughs> well, I don't it's not it it's too shady, uh because he would have done he would have taken uh agency of the amulet. So if, knowing that we want to all destroy it, I think we'll just do that.
2: Okay. Smash it. Smash it. So you go out it. to a remote place in the Pine Barrens of Long Island <laughs> with a ball-peen hammer that you had, or picked up at the hardware
3: store. Yeah, we we'll stop off at True Value.
2: <laughs> stop <laughs> off at True Value. Pick it up. Uh, you take this thing into the woods, and who's shattering it where is everybody standing what is the is everybody just standing around in a circle is anybody armed Does it, are, you guys have weapons what are you doing
3: I think that Gavin and I having at some point performed that ritual should take it upon ourselves to destroy it and the rest of you guys stay nearby but not too close yeah Roger
1: ha, Roger
0: have your sniper rifle or something if you have something bigger
3: <laughs> Roger
1: sits on the hood, the hood of the SUV with the sniper rifle named it Gavin
2: <laughs> okay. Aimed right at Gavin. Uh, and who's actually doing the shattering?
3: Pro- I, I mean, Jordy probably wouldn't have the physical strength to do it, so I'd probably Gavin. All right. I don't know if Gavin has the
0: physical strength to do it either, but he'll try.
4: <laughs> Magdalene is filming this just in case anything happens that she needs to watch back or, like, maybe it fucks up the video again, but yeah. we'll we'll see.
3: We could sell it as an NFT to pay for our funerals. Um, I got a we, beat on the amulet right now. Troy is just aiming down sight on oh
2: camera. My God. <laughs> the amulet.
5: Do, do we get the sense that the second grenade we found would be a dud as well? Would that even be worth having ready? <laughs> because otherwise I'm just going to have my pistol out. But if if we think that there's a chance that the second grenade we got from the one at Bego is not a dud like the first one, Caesar would have it at the ready.
1: Well Actually, that might be fun. What if we just put the grenade... On top of the amulet, stand far away, and Roger shoots it from a mile away. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Let's try it. Shoot the grenade. Hold and on, then...
4: where are we? We're shooting a grenade? Are we far <laughs> enough away from civilization where no one's going to come? Let's We're in
0: Bar- the Pine Barrens. No one goes to the Pine Barrens.
4: Are we going to make a forest fire? <laughs> <laughs> It's
0: a it's fragmentation like it's
2: a grenade. White, it's not an incendiary grenade. grenade. Yeah,
1: I think
4: we're alright. <laughs> stupid, stupid.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we just gotta stand far away. Uh, do you, are
4: we doing the grenade? Yeah, Magdalena backs up.
2: <laughs> you guys are so amazing. <laughs> it was just a fucking Matthew with a hammer. And now you've delicately placed a grenade on top of the amulet and you're going to shoot the grenade. By the way, instead of just pulling the pin and running away from it. The hammer is plan B. Uh, So this is really what you want to do, right? Yeah. You set it up. You guys keep your distance. You put the amulet down. You put the nade on top of it. Roger aims down sight. Oh, by the way, one thing I should say. The firing of the sniper rifle. And the presumed explosion of the grenade is going to absolutely be heard. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm just saying. We to
0: an isolated area.
4: Okay, all right.
2: As long as you're cool with maybe someone hearing it. As, uh, maybe someone hears it, and you're fine with that. We'll just smash it with the hammer.
4: All right, we walk back. We take the <laughs> grenade off of it. <laughs>
0: I,
3: guess I smashed that. Long trip. Gavin smashes the what grenade with the hammer
0: because
2: he's yeah. very confused. He's very confused with this plan. Smashes <laughs> the grenade. He explodes into a million pieces.
3: Put a pillow over it. <laughs>
0: All right. I will take the ballpen hammer that we bur- just purchased at true value. I'll peel off the the price sticker and then I will smash the uh, the amulet.
2: Peels off a f- price sticker, flicks it into the this this. I try to rub the residue off. crusted ground. Rub some of the sticky residue off. Do you want it. some goo Yeah, you have any goo on? Yeah, I, I
5: got it. Don't worry. On my character sheet.
2: <laughs> Puts the <laughs> goo Puts the amulet down on a rock. And smashes it. First strike. No problem. Breaks into pieces. Gavin, all of a sudden. Now, who's standing there? Is it you and Jordy, or is everybody else far away and just you're
3: there? I, you, I am standing next, uh, yeah, next Jordy to the be- Gavin. Jordy better be here with
2: me. <laughs> right, yeah. So the two of you are there. You smash this amulet, and all of a sudden, you he- feel, hear, sense some sort of presence so, something in the air is tingling you can feel the, the pressure and then as uh, you you kind of you look up you, you look around it seems almost like you remember like in Predator like the um, camouflage mm-hmm. like when he would be in camo and you'd like see him against the trees or whatever translucent like, shimmers yeah like translucent shimmers you see a translucent shimmer that looks like I mean, it, it might be twelve feet wide or something <laughs> like this. Massive shape, just sort of like, like sort of starts to materialize in front of you, and you, uh, it, it you, you, sort of like, ah, uh, get this like freakish sense as it, it, it appear, it seems to appear, it seems to emanate some sort of sound, and then it all, it seems all at once to vanish away into the ether. Yeah. And then you're just left standing there and there's it's not there anymore. And you pretty sure you saw what you saw. Go ahead and roll a sanity check.
3: Uh, no. Oh no. Uh, all of
4: us, right?
2: Uh, no, only, only the two of them saw it. Oh. You guys oh, didn't no. see or hear anything.
4: Wait, I was oh, filming no. it. I checked the playback. Did I see anything on the camera?
2: Be, um, No, you don't see anything on the Nothing. camera.
4: Nothing. Okay.
2: 94
3: over
4: 56. Ooh, oh, no. yeah. oh, <laughs> 97 over 55. <gasps> Holy <gasps> shit, guys. Oh my, bros. oh my
3: gosh. So this
2: thing... <gasps> You don't know if it's coming for you at this stage of when I roll this. Gavin takes three points of sanity damage. Oh. Jordy takes two points of sanity oh. damage. Oh. 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 Anybody near a breaking point? I'm definitely near one. Okay. I um, guess might be added,
0: actually. I'm five away from my breaking point. Okay. You're uh, fine.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I'll live forever. <laughs> I'm five away from mine as well. Oh. Twins.
2: Twins! Yeah, high five! Twinsies! Um, if you guys describe what you saw to everybody else, they didn't see anything. Roger, you were looking specifically with a sniper rifle sort of over their heads, and uh, and you saw nothing. Nobody heard
3: anything.
5: And do we know that you guys did that ritual, or was that ritual a secret?
0: I haven't said anything. Have you I said haven't. anything, Jordy?
3: <laughs> I don't, yeah, I guess we didn't tell you.
5: Yeah, I wonder if it's a proximity to the amulet thing and where you were standing or if it's because you did the ritual. It's interesting. It's interesting to think about.
3: I
1: watched the whole thing from the woods.
5: Um
0: we take the any pieces of the amulet left. I think we should take and just like scatter into the ocean or something just so yeah. there's no chance of finding it ever again. Like or maybe we should just bury them in separate places so
3: do it like the gun in Godfather 2. Yeah. It's like drop the pieces down a bunch of different chimneys. There you go. Roger yeah. will uh, stealthily take a piece. Ooh. Ooh.
1: Shot. Uh, sixty-eight under seventy.
2: Ooh. Whoa. So just kind of. Uh, all right, everybody, all roll an away. opposed search. It's going to be almost impossible to see him. Oh my god.
5: So we were all rolling a search to see if we got Okay. Yeah. Nineteen under twenty-six.
3: 22 under 24. Uh, 17 under 20. But well, yeah. we have to get a higher number than than, than Roger. Yeah, it's almost so. impossible to see him.
2: Yeah. So
1: Roger's like, good idea. We'll disturb it all. And takes the biggest chunk that did and just shoves it in his pocket.
2: The biggest one?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, shit. <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, when they're doing this, Magdalena uh, also says, uh, Jordy, Gavin... Do you guys have that other, uh, the other tablet that we found uh, at the recycling center? Should we destroy that as well?
3: Uh, yeah, no, I got it. Um, I don't, I don't know that we need to get rid of this too. Yeah, I mean, that Jordy, was are ref- you are Adult you a okay? green resource. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is actually could conceivably you be useful. Uh, I think we should maybe I should hold on to it.
4: You're sweating, and it's like 30 degrees out. Are you okay?
1: No,
5: I'm
3: fine. It's Your blood
5: sugar dropping? We need to get you some turkey. A
3: little bit. I, I really could use some high C in turkey. I need the sugar and the protein, or uh, I don't know what's gonna happen.
4: I kind of give Caesar a look because I'm assuming after this event with the sanity loss too, like you know, white as a ghost, looking real freaked out, and I kind of give Caesar like the does Jordan look like, and I look at Cumstone too and I'm like, does Jordy normally look like this? Like, he looks extra bad.
5: Caesar swallows deeply and you can hear the dryness as if he ate like a, a ten turkey cold cuts with no high C. Just <laughs> dry as sandpaper.
2: <laughs> oh, God.
4: Oh. Alright, I turn looks- to Cumstone.
1: <laughs>
5: he says, What? Why are you looking
4: at me like that? <laughs> no, stop. No, I'm not. Oh my God. What? I pull Cumstone aside. Does what? Jordy? Does Jordy look okay to you? I know you know him. He he just looks worse somehow than usual.
1: No, no. Jordy's got his own demons. Maybe they're coming out to play.
4: <laughs> All right. Just want to make sure he's not going to like faint or like die while we're out here.
3: Yeah, I'll keep an eye on him. All right. Yeah, Jordy could drop dead any minute.
2: I know, Anytime. I was just about to have you roll a constitution check to yeah. see if you just dropped dead on the spot <laughs> in the frozen Pine Barrens yeah. with your oxygen
3: tank. <laughs> right. Yeah, i like got my oxygen compressor Having there. Having just
2: seen the Angel of Death. Yeah. Uh, the shards are have been dispersed except for the largest one, which Roger has hidden away, and nobody else has seen this. Um, you... When it comes to the other amulet, it's true that you don't know that much about it, except that from your reading of the journal, that these conquistadors, uh, inquisitors, whatever you want to call them, were seeking to hunt down and destroy all of these amulets because of their power uh, or their blasphemy. And they did so all but these two. You've now destroyed one of them. Uh, one remains uh, in a museum in Peru. So, the, you know, as you said, uh, Magdalena or Sydney, whoever said it, it's like, yeah, well, it's watched over. You know, it's in a museum. Uh, you know, your question is, do the people that you met with have the capabilities to get that out of a museum? Uh, and if they did, would you care?
0: Um. feel like now is the time we should check in with Carson right because at the very least we need to let him know we've completed more of you completed and more than that he can maybe fund us if we we do need to go to Peru he can fund our trip
3: we also have I took plenty of cash out of the RV Uh, just go on our own yeah
4: (laughs) and we probably have pesos because there was a ton of foreign money
3: right
0: I mean Mm -hmm. to George to Joe's point though do we care?
3: I don't know. Like, that's not the thing r- is like, I don't think that just from what I remember, I don't think this other amulet is as inherently dangerous as the one we just destroyed.
4: And also not part of our original mission.
1: So yeah, I wonder if this, do we have the moon or the sun? What did we destroy? The moon or moon. the sun? Moon. Right. So the moon amulet was able to act without the power of the second one. So I think it's safe for us to assume, and it sounds like it happens maybe at night, it's safe to assume that if this one in a museum was worn by someone, it would be able to... It could be just as dangerous. So we have that knowledge, whether we whether we all believe that or not. uh Roger Shore believes that, that, like, if someone... This has just been sitting in a museum. Now this fake Delta Green or deep Delta Green knows about it. They want to use it to call... Uh, these uh, monsters in to be able to examine them or extract their powers and this amulet that's been sitting in a museum all it needs to do is be activated on a human host so I'm I'm trying to pull up
0: the, the Derek Wheeler journal page here in the journal show but I remember there wasn't there we had some reason to believe based on what we read that the sun amulet was not as dangerous right why I do thought- they want it then well, they just want to know what it does. See if it can be
2: useful. I Jeez. put it up on Roll20, the journal. Thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. What did the priest mean that the moon spirit hears only the dreamer? I wish I had the sun counterpart for study. That's really uh, the only line that points yeah. directly to it. So
1: it's possible. So yeah, the moon only listens to the dreamer. You have to be sleeping and your enemies will be killed by the monster. Um, in this case of Thomas Dengler, it was the dentist... His teacher or the librarian and uh, the girl that spurned his advances
0: and we also had reason to believe that they they might have used these amulets to build this this structure that's on the first page right
3: yeah I think maybe that's what I was thinking was I that mean, the sun amulet is something that's used for construction and the moon amulet was used for destruction
4: and maybe the sun amulet is just like if you wear it during the day I would assume it gives you power you know it makes people want to listen to you or something and you build an empire um that way and then like you said Skid yeah the moon amulet is like destroy your enemies yeah but
1: you don't think that the the sun amulet can create a killing monster
4: absolutely I think it could create like a diabolical person who maybe is like really charming
1: so can you go to bed at night Magdalena knowing that that amulet's out there
4: I suggested we go to Peru, but here's the thing. Whoever that woman who knows you, Rachel, Elaine, Eileen, whatever, she's going to be there with all those armed guards who I can't go up against and we can't go up against. I think we should call Carson. I mean, this isn't our problem. This is out of our hands. This is Delta Green's problem. And I'm an agent of Delta Green, but I completed my mission. And to be honest, I'd like to go home.
0: It's kind of above our pay grade, like Evan was saying to the detective. That's up to our handler
1: to, to decide. Give Carson a call.
4: I call Carson.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I call Carson. <laughs> 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 Rubar, 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 Rubar. <laughs> uh, Magdalena calls Carson. Picks up the phone. Carson.
4: It's Magdalena. Uh, we've completed submitting uh, all the information for our case uh, on our end, it'll be a case closed. We unfortunately saw some. You submitted the-
2: evidence to local police, so yes. they're they're ready to. Okay, great, great. Uh,
4: unfortunately, we saw some local media um, that might contain some half truths about what's going on. But I don't know if there's a reason for us to look into it. Uh, well, what did Gavin- they say? What
2: did the local media say? What are, What are they?
0: I, well, I refer to you, Gavin. page three of your of your Long Island Inquirer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, we summarize the Inquirer.
3: Article.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Just, so just just a heads up: if you see a platypus, watch out! <laughs> right. Watch out! Ex-
4: <laughs>
2: Don't <exactly>. trust it. <laughs> so it says they're going going to Peru. What does that have to do with anything?
4: Uh, there's a counterpart. Is there any, to what? Is this
2: nonsense, or is there any reality to this?
4: Uh, there's a counterpart to uh, an item that we found and uh, destroyed uh, that is located in Peru.
2: A counterpart, and they want it. Do you know who who they are? I mean, as far as I know, we don't have an operation out there. Uh, who are they calling these G-men? Are they are they uh, just making up? That that these people are Feds. Who are they?
0: I mean, our guess is the woman you told us not to engage.
3: They seem Rat. to match the description of the people that met us in the uh, near the RV near yeah. the green box.
4: It is exactly the woman you told us not to engage.
5: Can we mention Archon on the phone without causing any
2: undue suspicion? Yeah, I mean that's all public. you I put the phone like, on
4: speaker.
5: Archon Bioscience. That's who it is. Hi, Carson. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Roger.
1: <laughs> <That's not true. laughs>
4: Hello, Roger.
2: So, take it uh,
1: off speaker. You lost
4: your privilege.
2: Archon Bioscience, they say they're sending people to Peru to look after the the counterpart of this thing?
4: Uh, they say that the big ups are sending them to Peru and that they are the same as us. Oh.
2: Uh, um okay, well uh look, I think that you've done your job. I think that uh there's there's nothing more that uh, you can do there so why don't you head back here and uh, we can meet up and um, I'll get you your payment and we'll uh we'll finalize the uh the the pr- the process here come down to uh, uh come down to my office here and we'll get you all squared away. Sense motive. Yeah,
4: sense motive, sense motive.
2: Human, meant Yes.
4: God,
0: I can't he trust just, anyone.
2: He just hangs up the phone. Oh down no.
0: Down, no! No no! we'll never know.
1: My office, this abandoned lot in the <laughs> nowhere. Uh, and
2: oh, get you, mean, a you were you were sent out by him as official FBI consultants. You'll have to return there to turn in your badges to get your payment. You know, what I mean, like you don't have to physically be there to get your payment, but like you do have to turn in the badges. So uh, it feels like Jimmy Conway at the end of of Goodfellas. What he's talking about is standard operating procedure, you guys. Yeah, I'm sure it is.
4: <laughs> All right, I got a 10 under 40 for human. so if <laughs> tell me what I think, just for fun, Joe, just for shits and giggles.
3: Humor the woman. you think that uh,
2: he you think that he wants to speak with you off the record and he can't do it on the phone and the perfect excuse to bring you in is to say the job's done mm-hmm. and wrap everything up and get you uh-huh. paid.
4: Yeah. So, yeah. All right, that makes sense. I forget we can't talk on the record on the phone. All right, we should go see him immediately. Yeah,
2: I was just I'm ignoring for the listeners, I'm ignoring uh the mentions of the green box and uh, et cetera, et cetera, because the characters would not do that. So I just sort of ignored it. Uh but <laughs> that's that? just your ignore, ignore your nonsense. But but there is uh you know there are certain things like Archon, like the uh, you know g-men going to peru like the things that are in the publications like you can talk about all that stuff you know what i mean you're just you're just trying to avoid talking about things no one knows but you and carson um and so yeah a lot almost everything you said is totally fine um so yeah you uh head to dc yes yeah yeah okay yeah. so you head to d c meet with Carson um he is going to arrange to you hand your badges over and he arranges to take you out uh to lunch we'll say as a as a, a send off a thank you job well done et cetera That's nice. That's nice. um you're sitting out at this uh you're sitting out at this uh crab house and
3: uh oh, of <laughs> nice <laughs> in deference to roger,
2: yeah he knows. He knows how Roger feels about crabs. <laughs> Takes you out to the nicest crab house in town, and uh, you sitting with some brown paper, cracking crabs, uh, and he's talking, and uh, you know he's sort of smashing and like making a lot of noise. And it's a place where there's a lot of noise. There's a lot of bang bang and people talking, a lot of energy, and uh, he's able to, you know, talk quietly so as to not be overheard. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> Sedge and Roger is like. The guy that grabs
1: the wine menu when you go out with your friends because he really knows wine, he's like, Could I see the crab menu? <laughs> <laughs> the crab what do
3: you basket? have in a two-year-old?
5: Uh,
3: you have to try the Maryland blue. <laughs> you know, it looks like the top rated crab crab house in the DC area is Joe's seafood. Ah Wow so Weird dude. <laughs> 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 You're Delta <Green>. <Delta>
2: <Green>?
1: Just, Roger's like, does everyone mind if I order for the
2: table?
3: <laughs> no, no, you're the real, you're the guy.
2: So um. he will take you out and you'll get him up to speed on everything. Uh, quietly, clandestinely at the, at this table. And uh, he's just going to say, okay, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm not an expert on... on uh, on uh, Peruvian, uh, pre-Columbian anthropology, uh, but it it sounds to me like if these two things are connected and this thing has uh, the power, anything like the power of this other amulet, um, that they're going to get it and they're going to use it for whatever purposes they want, whatever research they want to do. I don't know what it is and it's I wish I would have known sooner because when you destroyed that amulet in the woods you you held to the mission that was the mission and I think that there's some people and I'm and I'm talking about Eileen Parker who you know as Eileen Parker I know as Rachel Roth that she used to, she used to get it. She used to understand what we do here. We prevent this stuff from ever getting out, from ever happening again. Somebody wants this thing. And they figured they couldn't get it from you. And so they went to the next best thing. Now, I don't know if this is going to result in some sort of power that that they that they just give to somebody that's going to go off and do whatever they want with it or if it's really all for the purposes of good it's honestly it's for you to decide so I'll say right here and now that your job what you've done what you went up there for you completed as far as I'm concerned and if if you want to go farther I, I, I mean, I can't, I, I don't, I can't fly you there. I can't make it an official FBI job. I mean, I, you can do it on your own. You can do it off the record, but I, I got a guy. I, there's a guy that I, I could, I could connect you to uh, in Peru. Uh, an ex-officer, British guy. Anyway, the point being, there's, potential here that that you could get this thing if you wanted i just think that we might be too far behind i i don't know what do you what do you guys think seems like really he's like sweating uncomfortable very unsure of himself
5: before we make any decisions let me ask you a question carson yeah i don't trust rachel or eileen or anyone i meet with more than one name any further than I can throw her, but she did say that she and her team cared more about this country, cared more about America, than you did. you have any idea what that means? Maybe her shift in philosophies you
2: mentioned? Yeah, it's... It's bogus. It's bogus. They don't care about America. They care about money. That's all they care about. No. Look... It's as simple as this. You say, all right, I'm going to uh, take this this amulet, right? And I'm going to destroy it so that this this creature, whatever this thing is, that nobody really understands. That nobody can really understand, can never hurt anyone again. And on the other hand, you say, you know, we want to take this amulet. We want to take this thing that nobody can understand, that has the power to decapitate, to, to, to you know, rip out your spine we want to take that and we want to use that. We want to use it against the enemies of the state. We want to use it against people here that we find to be un-American. We want to use it to, to, to establish our hold of power. That's what I think that they're doing. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't have any evidence to support that. All I know is that there's some of us that do this the old way. In the old way was you kept any knowledge of this from anyone, including yourselves, as much as possible. Learning about it isn't going to fix anything. It's only going to create more monsters.
0: I have a question, Agent Carson. When we met with Eileen Parker or Rachel Roth or whoever said they had information about my mother
2: do you he looks down looks back up I don't Gavin I'm sorry they could have been playing you or they might know something the truth is the truth is because your mother was is very well respected um I wanted to bring you in I thought that you could be an asset to our operations but the truth is I never knew your mother and I never worked on any operation that she was involved in
0: with my human intelligence, do I believe him?
2: Yeah. He seems sincere. He seems like he wished he had an answer for you. Hmm. But he doesn't.
4: Carson. Think... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, skip.
3: Uh Well, Jordy, Jordy actually kind of does want to go to Peru. He wants to burn down the museum. Like, that's his first <laughs> instinct. <laughs> but he's also concerned because of the altitude and the air quality that he very likely might not come back that alone so and he's still pretty shaken up from two separate incidents of of sanity loss on this mission so he's just he's just sitting there waiting to see what everyone else does
0: I think Gavin wants to go to Peru too, maybe because of the incidence of sanity loss. (laughs) (laughs) it's feeling extra reckless. It's a good point.
2: It's a good point.
4: Carson, I think we all believe in the mission, and we want to do what's right. And after seeing what this amulet was capable of, obviously, it would make sense to get the other one and keep it safe or destroy it, whatever. My issue is, we were outgunned from the start. Rachel had armed guards. I mean, these were highly trained military professionals. Now me, I don't care about spending my own money on a plane ticket. You know, I'll call it a vacation. I don't want to die for nothing. And if this is an unofficial mission, and there's no one backing me up, then what am I supposed to do?
2: Let me clarify one thing out of character. When he says unofficial, he means it's not on the FBI books. It doesn't mean it's like not an official Delta Green mission. You know what I mean? Mm. You understand that distinction? But
4: but Delta Green's not going to like pay and fly us out and get us credentials like they just did for this one.
2: Correct. Because he can't.
4: Yeah, we
5: we need to be like in covert CIA territory. The FBI typically wouldn't do something in uh extra national, right? We got go right, to go back to You also
2: remember van. you had everything you needed in that Winnebago. Right. right. True. to go back to the
1: van montage of us making uh, fake IDs <laughs> and fake badges and then we fucking fly to Peru <laughs> under assumed names.
2: The yard's going to be guarded by Hold like, on, hold a on, young, on. Let, me, let, me let me, before you go running ahead, and that you know it all sounds great. Let me before you do that, though. Let me address your question in Cue character. Cue the montage. <laughs> I know. I just want. I wish I had the uh, the uh, tales from the loop playlist like on hand. <laughs> it's like jams some eighties tune. It's like, yes. um No, what I will say is uh, in character. He'll he'll say, "Look, Magdalena, I I understand." <sighs> Nobody wants to die for this. But the risk is so great that sometimes we, we risk everything. And I am not ordering you to do anything. Which is why I'm asking you. Is this something that you want to do? Because... And look, as far as being outgunned is concerned, like I said, I got a guy... I got somebody in Peru who might be able to help you out in that department. But also realize that if these lab people and these whatever, uh, Rachel Roth and her team, it's not going to be so easy for them either to load up nine armed people on a flight to Peru. You don't just do that. You can't just carry weapons from one country to another country easily. I got a guy who's got weapons on that side who can get it to you easily. I don't know that they're able to take their whole firing squad there, and I don't know that that's even their intention, right? Couldn't they just go to Peru on a, without a, a single gun and just talk about, uh, I don't know, buying it or, 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 or getting it to be a transfer to the uh, American Museum for a, a brief stint or, uh, you know, pulling off a heist. You don't need to necessarily be well-armed, and I would venture to say that they're not taking their M4 carbines on a flight. It's, it's not going to be to another country. They're not going to let that happened. Your British friend. CMI6. He's uh he's a friendly, that's all I'll say. If you're going, you'll get more details.
4: I'm in. I don't want this to happen to anyone else. Nobody else gets hurt.
0: I'm in too.
5: My family has business interests in the region. I could use it as an excuse to check up on those
3: anyway. Uh, I always wanted to see the Nazca lines. I'm in.
1: When you sign up for a mission, you see it all the way through to the end. You don't get to punch out at five (laughs) (laughs) o'clock. Or pay
0: for another man's bill.
1: pay for another man's bill.
2: Great. Okay. And he starts like brighten up. He looks around and he says, Alright, here's the plan. And we'll see you next time.
1: Oh, God. Oh, God. I thought you were
2: gonna oh, kill, you oh, kill you. You me. You uh, me! We're going long enough to smash my over your head. I <laughs> We're going long. I'm going to stash an amulet over your head. I
1: love this game.
0: Thanks for listening to the Glass Cannon Network. For more podcasts and live streams, visit GlassCannonNetwork.com. And for exclusive shows and content you can't find anywhere else, subscribe today at JoinTheNage.com.